Welcome, everyone. It is Monday, September the 21st, 2020. It is currently 529 p.m. Central Time, and this is a special Monday live broadcast of the Theology Central podcast. And this broadcast will also be added to the Currently On podcast. So I'm really kind of doing a broadcast for two different podcasts, Theology Central and Currently On. Currently On is our podcast where we talk about, well, anything currently on. We talk about music, movies, books, TV shows, podcasts, you name it. We talk about it. And Theology Central, we talk about what's happening in our world, but we do so from a theological perspective. So two different audiences with two kind of different goals, but it doesn't really matter because this is a special Monday broadcast because typically on Mondays, I don't do any live broadcast, but here I am in front of the microphone, behind the microphone, talking into the microphone, in front of it, behind it. I'm talking into a microphone. I'm talking to you and I'm live on the air thanks to uh, Spreaker. So we are always grateful that we can go live on the air. I so much prefer... I. I much more prefer being live than doing recordings. I like to just turn on the microphone and talk to you, and that's what I want to do today. So here's how we're going to set this up, all right? If you are a listener to podcasts, and you ever, if you have ever gone into a podcast app, you know there are millions. <laughs> it, it, I, don't, I don't know the total number, but they, I, we can, I, I think we can say this. I don't want to be too hyperbolic. There are thousands upon thousands of podcasts to choose from, and you can sit there and just go, okay, that... That looks interesting. Okay, maybe, maybe. And you're just scrolling through podcast after podcast after podcast. And sometimes maybe you need a little help to say, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop scrolling. Stop. Go to this specific podcast. Look for this one. Subscribe to this one. And well, that that is what I'm going to try to accomplish today. I'm going to try to get you to stop what you're doing and go check out a podcast. Because if I can help another podcaster gain some listeners, gain some subscribers, then I definitely want to use whatever platform I have to try to help people out. Because I know, look, I started podcasting before, I started podcasting before anyone was using the term podcast or podcasting. I just turned on a microphone, started talking about what was happening in the world and offering my thoughts and opinions. And I've been doing it for a long time. And trust me, um, I I didn't have uh, I, I I never really had anyone try to help me out. Okay, every once in a while I would, but most of the time that wasn't the case. I was just out there on my own. So if I hear of a podcast and I think, oh, you should listen to it, then I definitely I want to use I, I want to use whatever I have to help someone out. So um, I received an email about a podcast, and I want to share it with you. I want to give you some information. I want you to check it out. I want you to at least at least listen to one episode. At least listen to one episode uh, because then, I mean, if it's, if it's for you, great. If it's not your thing, well, at least you gave it a shot because obviously there are so many different podcasts covering so many different topics. You're not going to like all of them. Um, no one, not everyone likes me. <laughs> I don't know why. Not everyone, usually, usually they don't like me because of what I say, <laughs> maybe more so than how I say it. Maybe it's a little of both, but I just know there's a lot of podcasts out there. And if I can help the, the, the people who have worked on this podcast, they're doing their part to try to get it out there. And if I can draw people's attention to it, at least to give it a try, then wonderful, great. So I'm asking all of the listeners to the Currently On podcast and Theology Central here in a few minutes, stop listening to me and go check this podcast out. All right, so let's set this up. Literature. What comes to your mind when you think of literature? How about classic literature? 
there are books that kind of get this you know, classification as classic literature. And these books and reading of classic literature, studying of classic literature, exploring classic literature, I think is a very important thing that everyone should engage in at some point. Literature pre- presents you different perspectives. It, it opens your eyes to different perspectives. And, 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 and you, you, you read the stories of a character and, and what this character represents and what are their motivations. And, and you get confronted with good and evil and you get confronted with and, and, and different worlds are opened up to you. But there are times that when you are reading a classic literature, you may need a little help. You may need a little help with some explanations. You may you may you may need someone pointing out different things about it that may that may give that may help you understand it or or it may give you a different perspective going, oh, I was I was thinking about this in a completely different way. So what if there was a podcast that was dedicated to, well, literature, classic literature, opening up your maybe opening up your mind to maybe books you've never even read or never even heard of? I think that would be worth your time. I think it and I think, look, there's there's so much to distract us, sometimes sitting down with a, 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 a you know, a, a classic book and, and reading it, it, it allows you to, to spend time focusing. It, 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 I think it's, it's, a, it's beneficial for your mind. I think it's beneficial for your, for your concentration, for, for uh, thinking, because you're following a narrative, how it develops. I think there's a lot of benefits from it, and we need to get more people doing just that. So, I want to tell you about a podcast that's all about, well, literature. In fact, the name of the podcast is a pretty cool name. The name of the podcast is How to Love Lit, How to Love Literature, right? They just shortened it, How to Love Lit. Pretty cool title. I, I, I like the name of the title. And here's a little bit about it, all right? How to Love Lit podcasts are fun. That's always good. Engaging. Educational, educational, okay, obviously maybe I shouldn't be the one telling you about this podcast, all right, let me do that again, all right, How to Love Lit podcast um, uh, are fun, engaging, educational discussions of great classical literature, all right, there are engaging educational discussions of great classical literature, not overviews or plot summaries. So they're not just there to give you an overview, not just there to give you a plot summary, but an actual discussion about, well, classic literature. That sounds interesting. I think that should be worth your time. And especially, listen, to, I know the Theology Central uh, podcast audience has a lot of homeschoolers. This could be very beneficial for you. But whether homeschool, public school, out of school, whatever your situation is, explore a little classic literature. Check out this podcast, and uh, I think I think it'll be worth your time. Let's let's get, uh, jump in a little bit more information here. How to love lit podcasts are fun, engaging educational discussions of great classical literature, not overviews or plot summaries. All right, and I and and I I would like to ask you. And, I, and to really consider at least listening to it, all right? Uh, consider listening to it, uh, thinking about it, uh, maybe maybe possibly sharing it with other people, you know, doing what you can. I, I, again, at least consider listening to one episode because I think it would be uh, I think it would be very uh, beneficial. Each How to Love Lit podcast series, all right, explains the most commonly taught books in the Western world in simple language 
by practicing U.S.-based AP English and history teachers. All right, so we're going to have English and history teachers uh, talking about these books. All right, again, explains the most commonly taught books in the Western world in simple language. So these are the most commonly taught books in the Western world. They're going to talk about them and explain them in simple language, and it's going to be done by practicing U.S.-based AP English and history teachers. All are designed not just with students in mind, but also those who would enjoy a refresher on foundational values and thoughts that have developed into what is today called Western culture. Now that, that I think that, that right there is important. I mean, these books are, are, are very important in developing what we know as Western culture, some of those values, some of those ideals. I, I think right there is worth exploring, worth looking at, worth considering, right? Um, and they've got, they list uh, a number of the traditional classics. Uh, you know, they've got Frankenstein here, Lord of the Flies, uh, Of Mice and Men, all right? I mean, Animal Farm. I mean, you know uh, many of these works. You've probably read them or, let's be fair, you may have been forced to read them <laughs> during your educational time in maybe high school and uh, maybe college. And let's be fair, you may have just read it so that you could write that paper, pass that test, and you didn't really give it much thought. Maybe it's time to go back and revisit the book, right? Maybe and actually read it, I don't know, for learning, for personal growth, for exploring different ideas. Yeah, like maybe it's time uh, to do that, All right? Uh, you can check out their website for, uh, for teaching materials. So if you want to, uh, to use some of this for teaching, that would be great. Uh, the name of the, uh, the, the, po- the, the website address for the podcast. Yeah, I, see, I am a, a trained professional broadcaster. I, you, I know. Yeah, you can't tell today. Uh, howtolovepodcast.com. How to love, or how to love podcast. Howtolovelitpodcast.com. That's howtolovelitpodcast. That's all run together. Howtolovelitpodcast.com. Dot com how to love lit lit podcast.com let me say, state that one more time because i messed it up so bad at the beginning how to love lit podcast.com how to love lit podcast.com resources there include listening guides for all podcasts which are useful for traditional classroom teachers English language learners, homeschool, co-ops, and other looking for tools for learning support. All all teacher resources are in PDF formats that can easily work with instructional platforms such as ClassKick. All right. That's some information that I received in regards to the podcast. So when 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 I got the information, I obviously went to the website and I started looking around. And uh, they have obviously a section where you can start listening to two episodes. They have their teaching materials here. Uh, and you find the book that you're looking for. Uh, like here's Fahrenheit 451. They have the listening guide. Here's the listening guide to Fahrenheit 451. How, uh, he died in 2012 at the age of, he claimed it was a fugitive blank disguised as literature. He wrote it in nine blank on a typewriter that he rented, all right? If you know Fahrenheit, you may be able to answer some of those questions. But see, even if you're not doing it for school, this would just be good to really help you dig into the book. I I, I love the idea 
I love the idea. So they've got a listening guide. They've got discussion questions. That's awesome. Um, there. I mean, you got you got so much here, and they're teaching uh, uh, materials. They have uh, they've uh, they got uh, they got a lot of other. Well, you can just go here and look at all the different things they have here. Uh, they got information about the people who do the podcast. Um, you can go read about them. Um, they talk, got a section here on teaching with podcast, uh, seven practical and easy ways to implement podcast and classroom instruction. And I, I should start doing this. Hey, everyone who wants an education, you've got to listen to my podcast. All right. Now, obviously they're trying to do something in regards to education and okay. Well, I mean, I do have, I do have a podcast kind of dedicated to education, but that, that's a whole different subject. I'm not here to promote me. All right. Here to promote them. Howtolovelitpodcast.com. Howtolovelitpodcast.com. That's howtolovelitpodcast.com. I'm going to say it like a million times until you go check it out. If you're looking for it, let me go here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a couple of podcasting apps really quick here. Obviously, you can't see this. I'm going to go to the Apple Podcast app. All right, if you type in how to love, how to love lit, how to love lit, and make sure it's going to pull up, how to love lit, all right, hang on, maybe, give me one second, there we go, for some reason Apple Podcasts was uh, taking a minute before it worked. Here we go. How to Love Lit. I'm waiting for it to, to find it. The Apple Podcasting app is having some technical difficulties right now. So give me a second. I don't know why it's having some problems here. There we go. All right. There we go. If you type in How to Love Lit, it immediately shows up, How to Love Lit podcast, um, a look at all the literature you, re you read in high school and college and wish you had paid more attention to. That's a good, uh, that's a good tagline. I, I look at all the literature you read in high school and college and wish you had paid at more attention to. Um, and uh, they've got 28 ratings, uh, 28 ratings so far to the podcast at uh, five stars. That's awesome. We don't, we don't even have that many ratings. I don't think we have, we have a few ratings for Theology Central. I don't even know if we have any ratings for Currently On, which is interesting because the Currently On podcast is the one that made it all the way to number two in trending podcasts in the United States. So they're doing better and, than I am with their ratings. So congratulations. And if you do go to Apple Podcasts, give it a rating, give it a rating. The, that you, you can't understand how important writing a review and giving a rating is so important to podcasts because that moves the podcast kind of up the food chain and there's a greater chance that you people will discover it and find it. The key for podcasts is trying to get their podcast discovered, trying to get it seen. Um, look, all you can do is hopefully people see it and then at that point, either they're going to like you or they're going to hate you. But you've got to at least get it so people at least will find it and notice it. So, hey, um, I'm glad they got the 28 ratings. Let's try to get that 28 number up to, to higher. Let's try to get it up there to a higher number for them if we can. Uh, that would be great. And um, 
you know, if we can get it up to, you know, 29, 30, 31, 40, 50, I don't know. But, uh, but you know, you can read the reviews. And uh, I, just, I just, I think that's uh, anything we can do to help people out, that, will, that would be great. So How to Love Lit podcast, um, please subscribe to it. It's available on all the, I'm pretty sure on most of the podcasting apps. Uh, let me go to Spotify really quick. Go to Spotify, opening up Spotify. I'm pretty sure it's there. How to Love Lit. Yep, shows right up there on Spotify. Boom, there it is. Um, and, uh, you know, you can you know, try to follow them on, on uh, Spotify. If you, uh, Spotify is the one that has the charts, the podcasting charts. So if you have Spotify, check them out on Spotify, listen, download. That can possibly move them, uh, get them on the charts and move them up the charts. I haven't looked to see if they're on the charts, but if they are, that's wonderful. Um, and they're listed under literature and educational podcast. Makes perfect sense. So um, any, anything we can do to help them out there. All right. So there it is. There's the basic information. So let me give you again the basic information. The name of the podcast is How to Love Lit. Um, you can go check out their website, howtolovelitpodcast.com. Howtolovelitpodcast.com. There you can listen to episodes, look at teaching materials. Uh, you can read it's about teaching with podcasts. Uh, they got a thing here about their consulting scholars. They, 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 I mean, this is a serious podcast about literature with some, it seemed highly qualified people to discuss it and talk about it. It's not, it's not just like someone like me, I could read one of these classic books and I could sit here and offer all of my discussion and thoughts. Obviously I, you could, you could question my qualification to do so other than, uh, you know, I love to read, um, and I love to analyze things, but, um, I, I don't have any teaching credentials or qualifications to do so. So, um, you, you check it out. Check it out. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a preview. I've got one of their episodes pulled up to a book that I think is very, very, very worth your time in, in exploring. Maybe it's a book you've never heard of. I don't know how you could. Maybe there's a way you made it through school and never heard of this book. I don't know. But I'll let you at least give I give you a flavor, a little taste, a little a little appetizer here, uh, a little test taste so that you can kind of know what this podcast sounds like and maybe it will stop what you're doing and you'll go check it out after you hear it. I'll just let it play for a little bit. Just give you a, a basic idea and you can go check it out. Again, How to Love Lit Podcast. How to Love Lit Podcast. If you need any help finding it, please email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I will send links. I will send you links, anything you need, anything we can do. Get them some subscribers, get them some listeners. But most importantly, let's put a tool in people's hands that will open your uh, open the world of classic literature to you and maybe help you rediscover maybe that, that book you had to read. Maybe you'll realize it, it, was, it was trying to teach lessons and that book was far more valuable than maybe you, you, were, you understood at the time that you read it. Maybe all you were worried about was getting through that semester, getting an A, getting that paper written. Well, now you can go back and explore the book not having to worry about a grade, but just explore a classic book that may give you some very, give you a different perspective about life and about values and about the world and open a new world to you. That is one of the wonderful things about reading. It's it transports you to different places to learn and, and to see and experience. And uh, I think uh, that's a wonderful thing about it. So how to love lit podcast. 
please uh, subscribe to one or at least listen to one, subscribe to the podcast, share it with others, and let's see if we can help them out. Here's a taste test of what the podcast sounds like. Here we go. Christy Shriver. And I'm Gary Shriver, and this is the How to Love Lit podcast. We're glad you're listening. Thank you for dropping in. Uh, we hope you enjoy exploring great writing with us. And I want to remind you if you enjoy our work, please forward an episode to a friend. Obviously, it's by sharing that we all grow and build, which, as the last series on American documents informs us, building is always the goal. Uh, today, however, we are leaving the Americas. And we're entering the beautiful and historically rich bohemian city of Prague, where we will meet one of its notable native sons, Franz Kafka, uh, in order to look at his famous novella, Metamorphosis. Of all the writers we've done so far, I have to admit, Kafka intimidates me the most. (laughs) It's not just because he's one of the most analyzed writers on earth, possibly after Shakespeare and the writers of the Bible, although that is a factor. (laughs) Right. But Kafka gets in people's heads in a way that is different from other writers. He creates worlds, not just books. He creates worlds. And the worlds that he creates, well, really the world that he creates, is a world that we all live in from time to time. But it's not the good one. It's the one we're terrified of to some degree. Uh, We can all find something in ourselves in the writings of Kafka, but no one wants to admit it because his world is a nightmare. Some people call it surreal, dreamlike, Tim Burton, that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that takes us to the term that carries his name, which is Kafka-esque. Even if you haven't heard of Kafka or read his work, you may have heard or even used the term Kafka-esque. Um, a term usually meant to express an experience that's absurd or ridiculous or nightmarish or terrible. Yeah, it does mean that. Uh, but in some ways, it's a lot more than that. It embodies something that all of us who live uh, in a modern world understand. What Kafka tries to show in all of his works is how the modern world, the way that we live our lives, is absurd. It's frustrating. It can be cruel, but sometimes it's ridiculous so much so that if we look at it, it can be kind of funny, just like his works are. He also wants to remind us that we're partly responsible for lots of the messes that we make in this world. I remember when I was a kid in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, we were at the mall, which unlike the United States, that's a really nice place to go. Uh, and I wanted to purchase a hamburger at this little local place. So I went to the counter and asked for the hamburger. And the lady said, no, you have to go to the other cam counter on the other s- side of the store. And then you have to buy a ticket. And then you go get your ticket and you bring it here. So I went to the other side of the store to the cashier and I asked for a hamburger. The cashier said they didn't have hamburgers, only cheeseburgers. I asked if I could have a cheeseburger with no cheese. She said she didn't know. She's just the cashier. I'd have to ask the manager. So I had to go to the manager, wait in a third line, to ask to purchase a cheeseburger. He said I could. He wrote me a note. I took it to the cashier. 
I bought the cheeseburger, but then I had to go back to the first lady who made the camp to the hamburger, and then she had to go talk to the manager to make sure it was okay. This was a long time, and somehow when I got my burger, it still had cheese. <laughs> you were in a Kafka nightmare. Yes, you know that's the idea. It's 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 modern. It's bureaucratic. It's frustrating. It's nonsensical. It can seem pointless, but it's about the way we've tried to organize our lives. But the system kind of takes control of it. I think everyone has a story like that. I remember when I left my job at the public schools to go to the private school, I decided to remain with the same public school uh, online, teaching online classes. And I, when I went to fill out the application to teach online, they asked for a letter of confirmation of employment from my previous employer. And I told them, but you are my previous employer. They said that didn't matter. I would have to go to the downtown office and get the letter regardless, which was a six-week process. <laughs> Kafka, yes. It was. So, you know, uh, Kafka-esque is really uh, an expression of a system that is a tyranny without a tyrant <laughs> and serves no one but itself, to paraphrase the great German-American political theorist Hannah Arendt. Well, the machine is in charge, obviously, whatever that is, and the machine isn't a person. You can't fight it, really. It's frustrating. Uh, the legacy of that term Kafkaesque describes what's evolved from this unusual man, and he knows how to express the frustrations and discourage and discouragements of modern life, and he does it kind of metaphorically, and it's vivid, and it can be horrifying. So there's so many directions we could take in exploring Kafka, and I know we'll try our best to highlight the big ones. The real scholars, the ones that really do know a lot about the works of Kafka, which isn't mean, obviously, <laughs> but they will say that, you know, reading each book is like a puzzle or like a Sudoku game. And if you read all of them, they kind of fit together to create this unified vision of the world. Uh, I haven't read all of his works, obviously. And well, even though they're not that many, you could read all of his works. He only has, you know, three uh, full length works. Most of his writings are le letters fiction, little short fictions, things like that. But uh, I think the one that's most popularly read or the most common one is Metamorphosis. So I want to talk about that one. Well, I want to add, if you're not up for an entire novella or even a short story, uh, there's one fun way to explore the ideas of Kafka. I think his aphorisms are great. Uh, if you're in a long line with nothing to do, take out your phone and Google uh, Kafka quotes or Kafka aphorisms. They're awesome, even without all the context of a story. Uh, they'll make you think for days. Here are some of my favorites. He says <laughs> things like, it's only because of their stupidity that they're able to be so sure of themselves. Don't we know everyone like that? <laughs> yes. Um, or this one. A first sign of the beginning of understanding is the wish to die. My grandmother used to say, you know you're halfway through when you feel like there's no hope. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. that. Uh, I, I like this one too. He is terribly afraid of dying because he hasn't yet lived. But here's one of my favorites because it's so Kafka. He says, there is an infinite amount of hope in the universe, but not for us. <laughs> So awful. Here's one. By believing passionately in something that still does not exist, we create it. The non-existent is whatever we have not sufficiently desired. 
You could put that in a high school yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any uh, Kafka quotes in a high school I know. yearbook. Or, or you could say, I have the true feeling of myself only when I am unbearably unhappy. <laughs> That's about every creative lit magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, a lot of them are kind of dark like that, but not all of them. Some of them are, are just really reflective. Uh there's 109 of them. There's a book that consists of 109 of Kafka's quotes that Max Broad published after uh, Kafka's death. But I'm getting a little bit ahead in the story. So let's go back to Kafka with this quote. The task of literature is to reconnect us with the feelings that otherwise might be unbearable to study, but which desperately need our attention. I like that because I think that's what he tries to do. He said this, a book must be the axe from the frozen sea within us. I think uh, Kafka wants us to really think of himself that way. And, and at least for me, that quote, you know, the book is the axe and the your, yourself is the frozen sea is a nice direction of how to read his work, not just Metamorphosis, but all of his works. The literature he wrote addresses these places in our hearts that are problematic and they're difficult to address. But like he said, they need our attention and desperately Kafka wants to help. At least I like to see it like that. I don't know that's arguable because his works clearly have no moral and maybe I'm just committed to finding a moral in everything, even if it's not there. But I do think that his writings can actually be helpful in their own Kafka-esque way because they help navigate difficult emotions. They, like it or not, all of us do feel this, I don't know, gut-wrenching, soul-sucking feeling of alienation sometimes. We can feel powerless and claustrophobic. And he articulates a lot of those feelings and he makes them into metaphors. And when you do that, and when you can have a metaphor for something, then it kind of gives you control of them and and. The idea is maybe they can help you take control of your own narrative, conquer demons, so to speak, which sadly Kafka was never really able to do. So if that's not an introduction, I can't give one. Let me introduce <laughs> you. Drum roll. Here's <laughs> Kafka. <laughs> his world, his work, uh, and metamorphosis. Gary, what can you tell us about Kafka world? Oh, Kafka world is uh, a very interesting place. I mean, for starters, he was born in 1883 in Prague, which at that time was the capital of the kingdom of Bohemia and the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. Uh, for those of us from other parts of the world who get lost in Eastern European geography and historical landscape, he's from what today we call the Czech Republic. Uh, a country that it's only existed in its current state since 1993, a, a relatively new country. Now I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to play the whole thing for you. I want you to go listen and finish that. That is the metamorphosis. That's the first episode. They did a number of episodes looking at the metamorphosis. How many did they do? They did, uh, see, uh, the, the metamorphosis episode one, uh, I'm a bug. Uh, the Metamorphosis, Episode 2, Take a Trip Down Existential Lane. Uh, the Metamorphosis, Episode 3, The Lessons on Becoming an Isolated Insect. Oh, I mean, that Kafka, Metamorphosis, yes. That, that, 
Uh, when I saw that they covered that, I was like, okay, then they, they've got me. They, they, they get my support. That's it. I'm done. They don't have to do another podcast episode. I will promote it because uh, that, yeah, that's an interesting read. That's an interesting exploration. And I think it's worth uh, just, just, I mean, they offered a lot of interesting things about his, uh, I mean, you're already kind of getting a little, just from that introduction, we kind of get a, we kind of get brought into a little bit of his thinking, the way he looks at things his perspective, you kind of start getting an idea. Now they're giving us a little background of the world in which he lived at the time he was writing. I mean, all just great ways to to try to bring you in into the world to help you as you enter and begin to read The Metamorphosis. And then they're going to dive into the work itself. So go check it out. Um, Again, they did three, yes, three episodes on The Metamorphosis. And you you should definitely go check it out. Uh, They have, uh, how many total episodes do they have here? Um, well, I'd have to sit here and count. They do have, um, let's see, I believe, I, I'm almost positive I saw it. I, I know they got the animal farm. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Frankenstein. They did four, I think they did uh, four uh, episodes on Frankenstein, which would be perfect for October, which would be perfect. Any books like that, they should just do a whole October uh, series on books like Frankenstein and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yes, I mean, uh, man, Frankenstein, we, we could talk about that book all day and, and there's just, there's uh, all of these books. There's just so many different things you could discuss and talk about. So go listen to their discussions. Um, I, I have never, I, I love to read, but I've never tried to do a podcast in regards to books because it's just like all you, all I could do would be read books, talk, talk about books, and there's so many other things I'm working on. Of course, with theology and all the other things, I've got too many podcasts already that it is. I can't add a new one, another one to it. But go check theirs out. How to Love Lit. It's available wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find, if you're using a podcast app and it's not there, email me immediately at newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com. And guess what I'll do? I'll let them know, hey guys, your podcast is not available on this app. Get it there. And they're going to be making a pod page like our pod page, theologycentral.net. Um, they'll have, they'll be able to uh, have all the buttons where you can just subscribe to uh, the podcast right there. Whenever they get their pod page up and running, I will let you know. And also they'll have a blog section there. So they may be posting announcements of upcoming episodes. They probably are far more organized than I am. Um, my way of doing things is, you know, today today I'm going there and I'm going to just talk. And I, I sometimes don't even know what I'm going to be talking about at any given time. I mean, look at today. Um, I showed up to do a podcast episode because of an email I received from a listener. And boom, next thing you know, I was here and live on the air, uh, all because it was time sensitive. So I never know sometimes what I'm going to be covering. But they'll prob- they're probably far more planned out, prepared, and so they can give announcements on what they're going to be talking about. And whenever I see them talking about an interesting book, I will definitely t- uh, tell you about it on the Currently On podcast and the Theology Central podcast. And uh, if, if we can help them, if we can help them, great. Again, please, please go listen to at least one episode. All right, please. That would be great. How to Love Lit podcast. How to Love Lit podcast. That's How to Love Lit podcast. Subscribe, download, and uh, let me know your thought. And if you have any feedback, let me know your feedback. I can pass it along to them and uh, let them know. And uh, there you go. I just wanted to share a podcast with you. I know it's kind of an impromptu. 
I was out here for the other podcast episode, and then I just looked down like, you know what? I'm going to do this right now. So a little impromptu live broadcast telling you about a podcast that you should subscribe to about literature, and I hopefully you will do that. Again, How to Love Lit podcast. You can check out their website, um, and their website is, make sure I have the uh, actual name here. Um, it is... Um, howtolovelitpodcast.com, howtolovelitpodcast.com. And uh, right now, the new book they're looking at is Romeo, Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. All right, that's what they're covering right now. I, I'm a, I, I love a lot of Shakespeare. <sighs> Me and Romeo and Juliet, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I can't say, I, I guess there's there's kind of that, well, I, I could get into a whole lengthy discussion about me and Romeo and Juliet and my, there's some parts of it I like, some parts I don't. Uh, yeah, we, we, I'm not, again, it's not about me. See, you name a subject and I can start talking about it. That's the problem with me. You put a microphone on and just throw a subject out there. Just throw anything. I can just start talking about it for three hours. So I'm not going to waste your time. I've done what I, I, I accomplished what I set out to do. Tell everyone about a new podcast. Go listen to it. Let's show them our support, and uh, let's hope that they have a, a, a long, successful podcasting career and bringing people back to literature, exposing people to literature, and uh, getting people talking and discussing about some of the classic lit- literature written throughout history. All right, everyone, have a great day. You can always email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for tuning in to this kind of little on-the-spot live broadcast, and uh, I hope to hear from you. Everyone have a great day.